Hello and good morning. Actually, it's good afternoon now here on January 30th. We are almost done. I was talking to someone else this morning about this. Incredibly, the month of January is almost over. And that is remarkable to me because I just had guests here for the holidays and it feels like they just left. I'm not sure if it feels that way for my guests today, but we'll find that out in a minute. For those of you who are regular listeners, I'm David Coleman. This is Bridging the Gap here on Bootleggers Music Group Radio. And I'm excited about my guest today because my guest helped me launch my own career to become a speaker and to become the dating doctor. Back when I first began, I had to have a really good agent and there was a really good agent working for another company that I stole from that company and let become my agent. And uh, Brooke, uh, so nice to see you. I would not be in the position I am in life or in my career. I, there's no way I'd have a podcast if you hadn't been my agent earlier in my career. So uh, good afternoon, and it's nice to see you, and welcome to Bridging the Gap. Hi, thank you so much, David. And I feel like you taught me everything I know, or everything I knew <laughs> for being <an laughs> Everything agent, you knew. So. I, I think you have far <laughs> surpassed what I know now, especially about today's topic, but that's very, very sweet. Uh, I just remember you being one of the most hardworking people I'd ever been with, and what I really liked is you were always a step or two ahead, and I have a feeling with today's topic, uh, you've become, if I, and I don't want to say the top, because if that's not true, I don't want to put you in a tough position, but one of the top realtors, not only in North Carolina, but also in Michigan, correct? We do sell quite a few homes. We are full-time agents in the business, so we work more than full-time. But yes, we're blessed to serve over 100 households a year and help um, others make moves, whether it's locally or throughout the country, and very, very blessed to be a part of that special process for people. No. And sometimes it's not so special. <laughs> um, so we have to understand that too. <laughs> I printed out, uh, you sent me your, I guess it's almost called a digital uh, card, but uh, Grand Allure Home Group, and then Brooke Signs and broker team leader in West Michigan and Charlotte, North Carolina, for the Grand Allure Home Group for Remax, and then all kinds of letters, CRS, CL, HMS, ABR, MPR, MRP, IREP, GRI, P Brooke, what are all these? Tell us. So I kind of like education and I'm an education junkie. I say I'm a sponge. So I will, regardless of what letters it adds after my name, I will take classes upon classes to just learn. It's impossible to know everything about real estate. And I say that we're learning every single day in this business. And it's absolutely true. You run up against new roofing issues that you've never heard of before, septic issues, all sorts of things. So I love learning and um, try to do so as much as possible. So the biggest one that the public recognizes is broker. I okay. am a broker. I have taken and achieved uh, more licensing to have that status. And um, so it's, it allows me to run my teams in multiple states and do so a little, a little differently in the way that the money side works too. So my favorite, keep the IRS thing happy. Seen, my favorite thing <laughs> I've seen of you is I, I'll see your postings on LinkedIn or whatever, or Facebook, and it'll be you up on stage with thousands of people watching you speak. And back when you were my agent, I think I would have had to pay you a bonus and giving you a bottle of your favorite alcohol to get you to go on screen. So how did you go from David? Your, 
How did you go from, David, you're not getting me on screen ever. Don't even think about it. I don't know how you get up on stage to you being up on stage. Yeah, I think my favorite line was, oh, no, I I just booked the speakers. I'm not one. And so joke's on me now, right? Right. Uh, I, I think that at one point in my career, others were asking me, how did you get so, how did you get here so quickly? Or how have you done X? And I, I kept saying, you know, it, they wanted me to share it and share it from stage. And I kept saying, well, that's not me. I don't really speak on stage. And that's, that's, I'm just not comfortable. And finally, I felt that that was selfish. I want to be able to, to tell others that they can do exactly what I've done and more. The sky is the limit in real estate. And that's what I love about this business. And so if I can stand up there and tell anybody and everybody how I did it. And maybe if they have a better idea, they can share it with me too. But that's how I, I eventually said, okay, I just, I have to do it. I have to speak and share. Brooke, you know me well enough to know what my next question is probably going to be. Do you want to guess it? Oh my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> how did you get there? How did you get there? Give us a reader's <laughs> digest. On how, how did you go from being an agent who booked talent for not only me, but for my company to, a top agent in this country. How'd you do it? But what do you say on stage? You know, I tell people, so being a sponge, uh, definitely wanting to get anything and everything at my fingertips to learn, but I'm a big, if you look at the disc, the DISC assessments, I am a 98 out of a hundred. I, and I'm sure you could have, you probably already knew this about me, David. Mm -hmm. I love, people. And when I was getting out of the entertainment industry business, and I was looking at what my next step was going to be, I googled what, what has to do with people, where you're in touch with people all the time. And my parents, which is funny, now I look back at it, because I have a, I have a young teenage daughter. And my parents at one point in my life said, they allowed me to change high schools. I knew everyone in my high school. So I wanted to change high school so I could meet more people. Who lets their kids do that? I asked my mom the other day, I said, why did you let me do that? Um, they said they hoped that it would it would allow me to meet new friends because they didn't approve of my current ones. <laughs> but um, I feel that that has greatly helped me. In real estate, real estate is all about who you know and and having others, letting them know that they can trust you. It's mm -hmm. the know, like, and trust. And I think over my my whole lifespan, I have been a hardworking individual, no matter what job. I mean, when I was waiting tables to what I'm doing now, I have been a hard worker and people know that about me. I think they feel that I'm honest and trustworthy and that I have their best interests at heart. No question. One of the hardest working people I've ever been associated with. And I saw your post the other day, your daughter looks like your mini me. And if I'm not mistaken, you, you told the state of Michigan to be careful because there's another driver now. Is that correct? She's got her learner's permit and she did get honked at in the first mile of us leaving. <laughs> the DMV. So I, and I, I am not a quiet person, so I might have told her 
given her my two cents about five times in that mile too. So we both have a lot of learning to do. That's going to be, boy, honestly, you might want to just tape the whole thing and put it on YouTube and get your million followers <laughs> that way because watching, <laughs> watching you parent you would be worth the price of admission. So Brooke, take us through, take those of us who we know, we know the housing market. We've maybe purchased homes, maybe currently I'm renting. And uh, you might've heard from another podcast I did months ago with my friend, Mike, Fritz, who's a commercial real estate investor, which is different than we're going to talk yes. about. But uh, we were talking about the fact that I've got overbid on some houses. And so I'm living. What's it like? Take us through a day, like uh, a, a day, not you're going to be on podcast today, but a day in the life of a realtor and a day in the life of a top realtor working as hard as you are in two different states. Well, I hope you're sitting down. I know you are a very hard worker and it is something that a lot of people get in this business for the flexibility. And um, while we all like our, our time off, flexibility is not necessarily something mm -hmm. that comes along with this career. It is a 24-7, people want that instant response, that instant gratification. And so it's the it's the response times the being instantly communicative whether the phone rings being able to send a quick text that says i'm in a meeting but we'll get right back to you i tell my team all the time silence is deadly you can't let people think that they've lost out on that offer or yeah. think that they should have gone higher or anything okay. has gone sideways right, let me stop you there i'm going to take you back Wake up, take me through your day. Take us through your day. Um, I wake up, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big family girl. And it's very important to me that we start out the morning together and end the evening together. So I make breakfast for the kids. We get lunches ready. They go off at different times. But my husband and I, we get up, we have coffee, and we sit in our, our little keeping room or, or coffee, coffee area. And we chat with one another while the kids get up and going and they come and they have breakfast. And we talk about each one individually with their day, what they're looking forward to for the day, what they're nervous, scared about, what they're excited about for tomorrow, for tonight and our plans. And then get their lunches, get them off to school. Uh, after that, it typically is my husband and I then kind of kiss high five and we are off to the races. Um, so it's a, I mean, we have just such an amazing relationship and I'm very blessed to have, my kids do think that my middle name is Remax, but they are my biggest fans and cheerleaders. I mean, Jason could not support me more in this career and the kids, anytime at school, someone says they're thinking about moving, they're handing out my cart. You have to call <laughs> my mom. So it, it's really cute. And Kendall at times says she wants to be in real estate, but she's scared I'm going to fire her. So I don't know where, where that'll end up going. But from there, it's very much, I start my day off with my team, teams. We all get on Zoom together uh, after I'm I'm ready and prepared for the day. Because is it this is in both states? Is this in North Carolina? On camera. Right. We all get on camera. Yeah. So everyone, it's kind of the, the Brady Bunch look on the screen and we all get on camera and just talk about what we have going on for the day. If we have any questions, we need to go through the wisdom of the crowd. 
sometimes we'll have a lender jump on and tell us what the market is looking like from an interest rate perspective or what the feds are doing or what they're expected to do and get some education. And then we kind of do some, a motivational moment and break and get started with our day. My days could be from there. I am a, I'm a real estate coach. So on Tuesdays and Thursdays, quite often you'll find me every hour on the hour for about five or six hours straight on calls with other real estate agents around the country, coaching them on how to grow their business and or uh, run their business, depending on how they, they see it, see fit. That's mm -hmm. one of the things in real estate. There's no right way or wrong way. There are many different ways. And as I said before, the sky is the limit. So there's many different ways to get there. It's just depending on how you want to do it. Um, on the other days, then I am showing houses. I'm meeting with clients about if they want to list their home, what proper market value is. I'm meeting with lenders, movers, stagers, photographers. I mean, there are days I, I'm dressed in a suit and I end up weeding a backyard paver patio because we have photos today and it, it's not ready and it's right. not show ready. I could see so, you doing that without question. On my hands and knees. And it's, I mean, you just, we do what, what we have to do. I have swept floors, washed window. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing beneath us. It's not the, sometimes I think I should put my name in for HGTV. It is nothing like that. So I would probably fail because they'd be like, what are you doing? You don't have to, you don't have to wipe those counters down right. or um, I've changed light bulbs, put Febreze. I mean, just our, I truly, truly believe that our job is to get on the listing side, every penny possible for that seller. Mm -hmm. And on the buy side to do our very best with their best interest at heart. You probably remember I'm a couponer and I'm conservative. I do remember you being a couponer. I do. That's something that benefited me, actually. <laughs> We'd be having a conversation. Go, Oop, I've got one. So that was helpful. <laughs> My husband now... Uh, will actually search coupons when he's in line at a store. So that's a huge win for me. I've, wow. I've made it very far with him. But that's how I that's how I talk to our buying clients. And I tell them, look, if we don't have to go at asking price, if we don't have to go above asking price, I'm going to tell you all day long what I feel your, you know, give you my best advice. And so um, sometimes we're, I'm negotiating and, and doing those things. I'm attending closings. I'm, I'm picking out gifts for clients based on just how their family, or if it's maybe not such a happy transaction, um, mm -hmm. what will, what will say, thank you for thinking of, of Brooke signs when you're selling your house or of the team. Let me ask you this, Brooke. We talked, one of the reasons I told you I wanted to have you on today was, that, you know, I, I even just looked this morning, I go through, I try to read all the different news outlets because somewhere in between them all is the truth. Uh, you can't just read CNN. You can't just read Fox. You can't read USA. You got to almost read them all. And then somewhere in between all that rhetoric is the truth. And many of the headlines were reading uh, housing market in peril. The future is gloom and doom. And I actually want to call today's podcast, is it doom and gloom? Or are we ready for a boom? 
Now, how, how do you see it? And I, I think you know this because you listen to one of my past podcasts. I'm currently living in an apartment, which is fine for someone who travels as much as I do. And in the last couple of years, I'm not currently looking up. In the last couple of years, I did bid on three or four houses and I bid fairly. I mean, I, I overbid and I got blasted. It went for far beyond my overbid. I remember one, I bid 50,000 over it, went 90,000 over in one day in about an hour. And are we still in those times? Is it doom and gloom? Do you see good things ahead? If someone's looking to purchase right now, are you going to say, sure, or are you going to say run for the hills? If we are talking right now, I'm telling you to jump in as fast as you can, because so there, I foresee, and I am not an economist, but I follow those that are and can easily remember, recall, and parrot what I'm learning from them. And what it's all supply and demand. We still have low inventory, low supply of houses. And this is not just in my market or markets. It's not just in yours. It's a countrywide shortage of inventory of houses. Mm. We had during, during the the foreclosure timeframe. I mean, you had builders that stopped building right. for a significant number of years. And that caused us a huge amount of shortage. We also have um, people of all ages that are choosing different pathways. Some, I mean, it used to be that a young, let's say a, a young new home buyer wouldn't want to move into a condo, but now condo living is becoming, you know, we don't have to worry about the yard or snow or any of that. Right. And there are some baby boomers that would want to move into a, another, you know, move out of state or move into a different climate, et cetera. And they're not moving. And, you know, everyone's just, it, it's in a different stage of life and multi-generational housing is becoming more and more common. So what I would say is, is, jump in now as soon as you can, because I do believe the multiple offers and we still have them at times. So it hasn't necessarily gone away, but I believe it's going to go back to, um, if not lines at open houses, it's going to be busy. We're going to be bidding again, 10, 20, 50,000 above list price. And so if you can go in right now and get a home, at list price, mm -hmm. maybe against one or two other buyers. Why would you not want to do that versus going up against nine, 10 different writing offers on 10 different houses, trying to go up above. When you first meet with a client, let's say, let's say a young couple, let's go 26 to 28 years old, maybe just got married or maybe they've been married, but they were renting They've come to you, but we're, we're talking about a couple under 30 and uh, it could be any type of couple that we might be talking about here. It's the first thing you do as a realtor to help yourself get the right idea of, and I know how your brain works, what they're looking for, what's out there, how do you get them in that house with what the means they have available. It's the first thing you do. I ask them to describe their lifestyle. So what do you do? Where do you work? Do you go into the office? Do you work from home? 
Do you like to have a gym nearby? Do you want to, do you get your nails done weekly? Do you go, do you have a pet? Do you need to be close to the vet? Do you, you know, is daycare going to be important or schools? I am, my husband and I are real estate investors as well. So we own rental properties. And if you're talking that age group, it's like the country song by dirt. I will tell them we can get you into, I mean, it's, it's significantly in your best interest to buy something to gain that equity for yourself instead of someone else. Mm -hmm. And if that home is, is at a level that maybe you didn't see yourself, maybe you prefer granite countertops or some different things. Maybe what we should do is get, get ourselves into the market right now. And then we can always look at another home in a handful of years, maybe when we do get married or we start having a family where we need that additional space. But I would tell you all day long, if you can afford it, let's do a house that we can't afford. Mm -hmm. And long-term, I would love for you to hold on to that house and rent it out someday while you buy a new one. That's what you buy your move up house. You had a house in Michigan, then you ended up moving to North Carolina, correct? And mm -hmm. I'm assuming that you hung on to that house and are renting it. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I mean, sometimes people are accidental landlords too, because my husband and I met, we each had a house and we wanted a house together. So we kept those two houses and rented them out. So that annual appreciation, I mean, national average is typically 4%. We've seen double digit appreciation over the past handful of years. And so if we do decide that, you know, you want to sell or we need the money out of this to pay for the next move up house, then so be it. But if, if the means allow to hold on to something and start your investment portfolio at that young of an age, I would absolutely advise that. What's the average percentage that a realtor makes on the sale of a house. How does that work for people who don't know it? And you know, you'll sometimes hear people you'll go, Oh, I don't want to get a realtor. They're going to take so much away. I'm going to try and sell it myself. So let's cover a couple of different things. Would you ever suggest to someone that they sell a house themselves? Number one, number two, the percentage that what's the, the percentage now pretty much nationwide, or if you want to give us that, and what does a realtor get and do for that money? Oh gosh, those are a, a lot of big questions. So number one, before I got into real estate, I tried selling my house on my own or I paid a realtor a small fee to put it on the MLS, um, which is our multiple listing service where clients can go and, and look at, you know, get access to a portal and have realtors um, have access to it. I will tell you, I had no idea what I was getting into and I did not sell that home without a realtor, mm -hmm. um, the liability involved, the number of things that even, I mean, if you want to, I liken it to building your own house. If you want to build your own house and you want to be that subcontractor and you want to be calling in the plumber and making sure that the plumber's putting in the, the right parts in the right area. And then you have to call in the electrician and they have to come in after the plumber has done X amount of work, but not before they've done this much work. And then by the way, you have to get the roofer on and then this person has to come and then don't lay the sod until 
the septic tank has been put in. I mean, it's all these things and the timing. Well, you better have some knowledge because the minute you miss one and you're going to come back to me and say that had to be done before that, or they will shut your house project down. So if someone's going to sell their house independently or they're going to build independently, they better know what they're doing. Yes. Amen. And that's where in having, you don't only want to know what you're doing, but who's doing it because it greatly, I mean, we don't want the the cheapest plumber out there or the cheapest roofer, right? We want to make sure that yes, it's a, they're affordable, but they're doing their job. They're doing a good job. That's going to get us that certificate of occupancy at the end of the day. And that's how I think that that's a fantastic analogy for what it looks like if you try to do a real estate transaction. I'm not saying it cannot be done. However, it is not fun and you will probably not want to try it again because having those the right people in the right steps and it's like Jim Collins book, having people in the right seats on the bus is very right. important. Brooke, it sounds like it's it's funny. It doesn't matter what profession we're in. You represented me for a long time, and we both know that whenever you're trying to sell anything, someone wants that for the least price. And I always used to hear you say, you're booking one of the best speakers in America. You can put him anywhere. He's still going to win him over. You're going to have a great show. Pay him what he's worth. And I know that you do that with every act that we had. It sounds like you're saying, pay a realtor what they're worth. Let them do that job. You don't want to do it. It's not impossible. You just don't want to do it. And there's a lot of reasons, it sounds like, why they wouldn't want to do it. What's the percentage right now that a realtor gets on, okay, from either side? You're trying to help someone buy a house. You're trying to help someone sell a house. How does that percentage work for those of us on the outside looking in? Well, and the liability, if you try doing it on your own, um, it, it can come back to bite you too, depending on how you do or do not fill out the forms and paperwork. Um, I can't really speak um, commission or compensation, I can tell you that um, there are amounts set on both sides. So typically for representing the list, the seller, the listing agent will be compensated. Sometimes the seller compensates the listing agent and the buyer's agent. Sometimes they do not. Um, the buyer's agent. So every realtor really has their fee that, that they charge for their services. So if that's a certain percentage, it's, it's on them to really prove that value and show what it, what you're bringing for that value. We always say there's 180 things or more than 180 things that we do in a real estate transaction behind Mm -hmm. the scenes. So the easiest part is finding the house that you want to write an offer on. All the rest happens behind the scenes. Rick, tell, tell this audience five things you do that the average person would never know you do the second you take on a client. Something as, uh, your client might not ever know, but you help them in such an amazing way get closer to being in the house of their dreams. Besides, I mean, being fantastic negotiators and knowing having relationships with the other agents out there, um, we always say, I mean, I, I go to events, I network with other realtors. So they know me and my team when we're writing an offer, they say, Oh, we want to work with Grand Allure home group. They make it smooth. 
I can tell you, if you were looking to, to relocate to the Carolinas, for example, and you Wouldn't were to call nice? us. Let me look outside right now. Wouldn't that be nice? Since you're always probably, I love Cincinnati, just not today. It's a little. <laughs> we have some sunshine here for you, but I'll tell you, I mean, the things that is hugely impactful to our clients is that we want to, to educate you in whatever way you learn best. So we have infographics, we have electronic PDF buyer guides and seller guides. We have tangible, so printed buyer guides and seller guides. We have videos where I go through and explain the process in a detailed way. If you don't like the detailed way, we have a highlight reel that is the Cliff's Notes version. We have it listed out in email. I mean, so whatever your learning style will meet you where you're at. And it's important to me that you come in. I do this on a daily basis. So yes, I know the acronyms. I have the contacts mm -hmm. and, and absolutely know what I'm doing and do this full time. However, I want to educate you as much as possible. So as we're going through the process, you are making the educated decisions. I'm there to hold your hand every step through it, but you are making your own decisions. Um, in moving to the Carolinas, if you were to call me today and say, hey, we're looking at moving, I'm going to come down and I would like to look at houses next weekend. I would say, great, where are you staying? So we can try to line up a tour for you and upon you arriving. So I would send you all the educational material via email or text or Facebook Messenger, however you want to receive it and your preferred communication style. And we would get that to you. I would then go and make sure at your hotel upon your arrival, there is a nice gift bag from Grand Allure Home Group. We have a relocation guide for you, Charlotte Magazine. And then we give you a, I know you know me, so you know I'm a bit OCD, but you'll receive Just a little, just a little OCD. Very, very OCD. <laughs> but you'll receive a step-by-step. -step. If you're looking at Charlotte, here's North Charlotte information. Here's South, East, West. If you want to do a, a driving tour, here are some, some recommended paths for you to, you know, some well-traveled areas and neighborhoods for you to get to know. Um, we truly roll out the red carpet when you arrive. If, if you have kids, we've got some little things for them too. A lot of people come to Charlotte because they're looking for that sunshine that we were just talking about. And a lot of nice people, city. it's, it's Charlotte's funny. A nice city. You know that I travel and Charlotte's an awfully I nice I love city. it. It is. It's beautiful. But a lot of people come to the city for the sunshine. But when they come, they forget their sunglasses because they're coming from a place that they don't have them. So we have Grand Allure sunglasses <laughs> that that we hand out in a nice little sleeve for you. So just little things like that. And that's before you even get in our car or we even start showing houses. And then we educate people on what to look for. We're not inspectors. But as we're going through houses, I always tell clients, I'm more likely to talk you out of a house than to talk you into one. That's so interesting. I can see you. I've never seen you compromise ever to where it wasn't in the best of you 
who you were representing or who you were serving. I, I get that. And obviously, if you're rep- if if you are recommended to someone, there's there's an automatic reputation. No one's going to recommend Brooke. I mean, I know you well enough to know that they've already told that person just do what she says to do. I I learned very simply to just turn you loose and get out of your way when you were when you were working with me. And people use people ask me now what I do for a living, and I I show up and not suck. Why? Because everyone else in my life puts me in a position to be on that stage that day, and I I know the same thing would be for you. So if a if a person isn't hand delivered, a realtor like you. Instead of coaching the realtors for a minute, coach coach someone who needs one. Tell people two or three things to look for when they are choosing someone to work with to help them find a home. Yeah, I will say that online reviews are huge. People are putting out their taking time and energy to write a review and listen to them. Um, we have, I think, over 200 online reviews of clients talking about real life um, sales processes, part of the process with us. I will say, ask your agent, make sure whoever you're talking to, that they know the area, but also that they're a full-time realtor. There are many in this business that are not full-time and I don't want to discredit them um, in any way. Yet at the same time, if you have an urgent question or your loan officer or lender needs to get a hold of you for something or get a hold of your realtor and they're at work at a different position, it's very hard to do that. So don't just work with a friend or family member that is in real estate because a lot of people are in it for a hobby. It's amazing to me in uh, last year, there were 49% of realtors that sold one home or zero run that by me one more time 49 in this country sold one home or less well i've always you know i've always heard this that if you can't make a living at something it's a hobby so those people must have another source of income and are doing realtor work for something to do or they eat a lot of ramen uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure which it would be. That's an amazing statistic. It's an amazing mm-hmm. statistic. So you want to look for someone who does it for real. You want to look at their online reviews. Uh, word of mouth from someone you trust would probably not be mm-hmm. a bad thing to do. Uh, and be careful of just working with And I, I will say that I've, I've seen that happen multiple times where someone will say, oh, I'm just not happy with my realtor words was a friend of a friend. I dated their brother. I dated their sister. I thought it would. And then they're stuck because now you're not just cutting loose from a realtor. You're cutting loose a possible fraction of a relationship. And that's tougher. It's much tougher. Mm-hmm. So I know that you said you're not a forecaster. You're not an economist. We talked a little bit about that. So there, there's a lot of headlines out there, Brooke. There just are. And are you mm-hmm. saying there's still there's still some great houses to get. There's still some great properties to get. Look both for a house. Look both for a condo. Is there ever a point in time where you just say to someone, maybe you are a year away. Maybe you should rent another year. What when do you make that call personally with that client? I always walk through what is going to be best for you and what does your when I ask what what your lifestyle looks like and then. Where do you see yourself in a year, 
five years. If they can go out 10, I'll ask them that as well. But if they don't see themselves in that area in a year, Mm -hmm. I can't promise you that we're going to be able to get your money back in a year. I will tell you all day long that it's worth it for you to probably pay a little bit more in rent until you're sure that you're going to be in that location for a year. As I said, unless you want to turn that into a rental. And then I'd want to talk to you about tax implications with capital gains. If you did sell it and you didn't live there um, for at least two out of five years. I mean, there, there are other factors in that. But I would go down that path of just asking you what what the future may or may not look like. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I mean, it just... It just is important to do what's right and not have commission breath. I'm going to switch gears for a second. We we talked before we, we began taping today that that uh, our mutual friend Paul Jones, who at one point or another was on our roster for a few minutes and as a speaker and as a comic, and he used to go by the name Bipolar Boy, and he talked about mental health all over the country. He started the station to bring people closer to God, one podcast, one song at a time. He's a, he's now a musician, a songwriter, and he's amazing. And uh, he knows that I am not an overly religious person, but he knows I, I believe in God and that my podcasts always have something positive to share with the world. And whatever your answer is, is fine. But your own faith, has that played as your family growing up? Anything, the way you're raising your own family now, does that factor into your life, your business? Yes, we are. We are definitely a family based around faith. I will tell you that one of the things that's important to me and how we've raised our kids and have have lived our family and you probably don't know this um, about us over the over the past handful of years, but we set out to as the kids started getting older, older, and old enough to travel where it was actually fun to take them on an airplane. We said we want to travel and visit all 50 states as a family of four together. Wow. And so we, it is the bo- most amazing thing. I will tell anyone and everyone that you should absolutely do this. Um, and, and you can do it. it. It's not cheap. So you can do it and, and budget it. But we have a travel wall in our house. We have a bulletin board where we put the pins into the states. I also have people send me because they know that we travel so much and do this. They've sent me the Thunder Bunny Labs. There's the states where you can put photos in each state. Sure. We have a whole travel wall. And so that has been amazing. The, where where the are world. you as of today? We're all going to know. Yep. Yes, we have two more states left. And we will complete them March 28th through April 5th. And be checked off of visiting all 50 states together as a family of four. It's unbelievable. You, you know this because you've helped me achieve it, but I have been to all states in the United States at least 20 times because of my career. I've only been to Alaska and Hawaii twice each, but as you know, from booking me all over the country, I've been to, there are some states I've been to literally hundreds of times. And when okay. I was here, my goal was to visit all 50 states before I die. And now my goal has switched to be stop visiting all 50 states before I die. But I think it's a really, I think it's a really great, that's remarkable. Your children are what? How old? 11 and 15. And they have been to all 50 states, which means in the future, what, 
what an array of memories they're going to have to choose from. And then as they become young adults and want to take their own families on vacation, and I, people used to say, David, have you gone all over Europe? And I, I, you know this because you booked me, but I've gone to Europe multiple times and spoke at bases all across Europe and Canada and Mexico and different places. And people say, don't you want to go here? Don't you want to go there? And I said, not until I've seen everything in this country I want to see. Okay. And so that's really neat that can you pick one or two places immediately that come to mind where your family just loved it? It was above and beyond we, dreams and expectations. I'm sure this won't shock you at all, but Scottsdale, Arizona <laughs> was absolutely, a. it was just, I mean, the, we learned so much uh, with my kids and seeing a cactus for the first time. I mean, it was just eye opening for them. And we went horseback riding and just the entire. Hmm. Is, that the the entire camel is that like Camelback out that way? Is that, is that correct? Uh, there's a Camelback resort and things like that. Is that Scottsdale or somewhere else? I don't know if that is Scottsdale or Sedona or somewhere right around there. But um, I will tell you, that was an amazing place. And then also Boise, Idaho, of yes. all places, was had such a cool little downtown area and restaurants and bars that you could just walk to and from and had a nice little green space in the corporate area. And we just, we all really, really enjoyed that. So I'm looking forward to checking off Nevada and Utah. And then yes, we'll start working outside the country. Is Nevada including Las Vegas? It is your favorite. Well, it is. And, uh, I've had him on the podcast, but my friends, Robbie and Brendan Schlipp, their son, just the other day concluded his training and became an army ranger. They're out in Henderson. If you would like mm-hmm. me to connect you, they would be thrilled and honored to meet you and host you for a dinner at their house. I guarantee it. Before we lose our time, Brooke, because we are, we are flying through this, give people, give people a couple words of pretty concrete advice. Don't go pie in the sky here. Give people really concrete. Let's go on both sides. Two or three things for someone who thinks they're going to look for a house and two or three things for someone who's going to sell a house and be as direct as you can be. If you're looking to buy a house, I would say it absolutely, who you are working with matters. You need to have someone who truly has your best interests at heart and you need to find that out. So as I said, look through those reviews, ask people who who they have used, make sure they're a full-time Realtor and ask what they have to educate you on the process. If they don't care about educating you on the what and how and when you're about to go through it, they may not be there for you when you're going through it and after. And that's something that our team, I mean, we stay in touch with people. We send you birthday cards, we do client events three or four times a year. I mean, we are friends <laughs> by the time we get done. And that's another reason that I love this career is meeting people. Um, so does that help on the, on the buyer side of Absolutely. things? Absolutely. And what about someone who's thinking about selling? If you're thinking about selling, I will say one of the common misconceptions is that you just go with whatever realtor you talk to. And as a seller, you should interview two or three realtors. And you should ask them what they are going to do for you and how they are going to get top dollar for your home. 
we, one of the things that we do differently, for example, is we call 200 of the closest neighbors. We absolutely cross-reference with the do not call list. But instead of trying to do an open house and not invite your neighbors, we invite them to the open house and say, help us choose your new neighbor. Do you have friends or family members that want to move in the neighborhood? Help Mm. us find them, bring them to the open house. Gosh, that's brilliant. That's really brilliant. Let me, I don't, I don't want the time to go away before I ask this. I meant to ask it earlier. The last time I looked and I haven't looked for a little while now because I just decided I'm going to rent for a year and travel the world and do my thing. Last time I remember going to look for a house, they said, David, if you like the house, be ready for us to make an offer while you're on your tour and forget inspections. It's not going to happen. Is that still where we're at? Do we still have to make an offer from the tour, from, from seeing the house and do we have to pass on inspections? Cause they're going to say, forget it. I'll sell it to the next person who won't make me do it. I will never, ever, ever, ever want you to buy a house without inspections. Even if, and during the, during the crazy hectic market, you can have an inspector walk through with the house and at least look at enough to be able to tell you if that house is crumbling or not. Got it. So I, I always tell my clients, there is no house worth you not having an inspection on. It's just, it's, that's not advice I would give. Um, the other thing is sometimes we do need to move quickly. And I would say that if you know what you're looking for and it checks majority of the boxes, you probably should make a decision on that house. And it's fine if it's a decision, no, or if it's a decision, That's yes. okay to me. If you're walking through a house and you go, wow, someone after you is going to do it or someone before you already did it. So maybe when there's a house that's absolutely the one, are you the one for the one or not? And you have to make that decision, I would think. One thing people can know about you that has nothing to do with realty, share one or two things about you, nothing to do with realty, just tell them who Brooke Signs is. Oh gosh, nothing to do with realty. Um, Get that other part of your brain working. The other part, that little part that has nothing to do with realty. What could that be? I, I'm an avid book reader, boater. Um, I love, I love the, the traveling with the family for me to just relax at the end of the day and be able to cook dinner for the Mm -hmm. family. Um, I will tell you my latest guilty obsession is (laughs) you're going to laugh that this is, I go on chat GPT and I ask it to create healthy meal plans for my family. And then I ask it to order the groceries from Instacart for me. And then Instacart has them show up at my house. (laughs) God bless Jason signs. That's all I have to say. Brooke, (gasps) nice to have you. How can, other than going through bootleggers music group radio, they can go through the app and reach you. How can people reach you if they want to? Oh, thank you. You can easily go to grandallurehomegroup.com. Thanks so much. Sure. Thanks so much. Enjoy your family. Uh, Enjoy your mini me who's now driving. Good luck with that, by the way. And uh, thanks for your time. Uh, Really appreciate everything you just shared with everyone. And for everyone who is watching today, uh, thanks for once again watching Bridging the Gap. I'm David Coleman. This is uh, Bootleggers Music Group Radio. Thanks, Brooke. Thank you. It's a pleasure to work with you again. You too. Have a great day. Thanks.